Praise God, I'm Bill McMurdo and you're listening to Kingdom Wealth Podcast. I want to look at a couple of verses that you'll find in the second epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. In chapter 8, verse 9. Now, both of these verses speak about grace. And of course, grace, uh, another word for grace is favour. So I want to speak to you today about two aspects of the favour of God. Now, these are in relation to your finances, uh, to uh, economic areas, if you like, financial areas. But I believe they also apply to really any realm of life because in order to successfully uh, live life, you have to have the favour of God. But there are two sides to the favour of God that work for us. Um, and those are, first of all, and we'll see it here, we'll read the verse first, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So Jesus was rich and became poor. Where did he become poor? On the cross of Calvary, the Roman crucifixion um, program and uh, practice was not just about capital punishment or killing people. Uh, the Romans were sending a message that Rome could totally and absolutely impoverish you so that crucified uh, victims, cruci crucified people, were left often hanging naked on the cross um, to show the world that Rome could strip you of everything. And that's that's the Antichrist spirit that's in the earth today. You know, we get it from that idea of uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, that's not so because the Bible uh, te teaches us that, that God wants us to be rich and wealthy and have all supply. We're going to look at that. It says here that Jesus became poor, brackets, on the cross, that through the poverty he experienced on the cross, he exchanged uh, our poverty of spirit, our poverty, um, our darkness, our sin, all of it, our shame. He exchanged that for life, glory, and so on. And he exchanged his riches. He gave us his riches, his infinite supply of resources and wealth, that exists in glory realms. God shall supply all your need according to that realm of glory by Christ. So the divine exchange on the cross. Now, this is grace. This is favor. This is, it's, excuse me, it says here, the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. What we need to see here is very simple. That the favor of Jesus made, makes us rich. And this is positional grace, if you want to call it that. This is grace that, um, is positions us to be wealthy. You know, let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong. Do not confess what you're going through. Do not confess your situation. If your situation right now is one of debt, lack, poverty, don't confess that. Confess who you are in Christ. Who you are eternally, that is who you are in Christ, is the real you. Confess that. So positionally, the favour of God has positioned us the favour of God has positioned us to be wealthy men and women. It's that simple. And that's how God sees us. That's our eternal reality. But of course, we can get through stuff. Paul mentioned that uh, in his epistles. That, you, know, you go through stuff. Uh, but you're not meant to stay there. 
And the next verse that I want to show you is in the next chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And this is the other aspect of grace that we need to see, the other side of this, the other aspect of it. We are positioned for favour. And, of course, uh, the problem being is that um, we're positioned to be rich. We're positioned that we are rich people in God's mind. We're already supplied. All things are ours. But that's a positional side. Very often we go through stuff. And that's what I want to talk about here because this next verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. God is able to make all favour abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, or in other words, you always have all that you need met, your needs met, may abound to every good work. God is able to make all favour abound towards you, so that you always having all sufficiency, in other words, all your needs are met, that you may abound or have an abundance for every good work. Now this, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, that we looked at, you know the favour, and I want to ask you today, do you know that favour? Because if you don't, it's time you became acquainted with it. The knowledge of the favour of Jesus that made you rich. A lot of Christians don't want to know that. Oh no, that's covetousness. Uh, you know, uh, money, it's the root of all evil. Well, it's the love of money. It's covetousness that's the root of all evil. And because Jesus made you rich doesn't mean to say that you're automatically going to be covetous. All right? But in this verse, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says he's... He's able to make all favour abound toward us. In other words, this is, if you want to call it this, we, we've looked at positional or relational favour. Uh, Jesus died to make us rich. But this here is talking about functioning favour, working favour. Favour is something that you have to work at in your life. Now, people say, oh, well, that's unmerited. Uh, in terms of salvation and, and, and coming into Christ, yes. But, you know, you have to cooperate with God and have, cooperate with laws of, of honour, laws of recognition, uh, laws of sown and reaping. Different things can bring you into favour. See, favour that this is talking about here, you have to cooperate with God. You're not going to have a, 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 a relationship with God where he's making you wealthy if you're not spending any time with him, you're not communing with him, you're not abiding in the vine. You see, this is talking about abiding. This is talking about you don't just visit God once in a while when you have a financial need, a pressing need, uh, and you need a miracle. This is talking about you abide in the vine. This is talking about habitation, not visitation. So he says he's able to make all favour abound toward you. He's able to do that. Uh, and so we know he's able, but is he willing? Well, he's willing, but are you willing? Are you willing to say, I'm going to let that favour work out in my life, work its way into my life? I'm going to prosper from the inside out. You know, the Bible says, 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. But then it says, even as your soul prospers, or just as your soul prospers. This type of prosperity. See, someone can give you a bunch of money. Someone can, you know, give you money. And even preachers can get blessed in this way. They can get a, a sum of money um, and be blessed. But what you do with that, and I'm not talking here just about sowing it and giving it and, and all that. What I mean is, are you working with God 
in the earth to advance his kingdom and kingdom wealth. You're, you understand you're a steward of these resources, of, of, of wealth, of finances, whatever you're given. And you're not blasé or glib, or you're not going out and splurging it on yourself and, and just seeing, serving God, seeing, being in the ministry or whatever. You're just seeing that as a ticket to uh, a life of luxury and opulence. Um, and that's all you care about. So you're after the stuff. You're after the gifts, but you're not after the giver. Now, that's not really the favour of God working in your life. He says here, God is able to make all favour abound towards you. So that you, now watch this word, you always, always having all sufficiency in all things. In other words, a lifestyle where your every need is met and there's always plenty. Always. And then you're able to abound to every good work. In other words, God wants you rich, not boom, bust, up, down, you know, in and out of uh, blessing and prosperity. He doesn't want you on that roller coaster. He wants you always having plenty. Not just to meet your own needs, but there's always an abundance for every good work. And, and, and that takes work to get. That's the rest of faith he's talking about here. We know that. And, and it takes work to get into that. It, and the labour that you have to put into that is labour, labouring in the Word. You have to spend serious time with the Lord, meditating His Word, communing with Him, speaking in your heavenly prayer language, communing with the Holy Ghost, allowing God's Spirit to completely saturate you, allowing His Word to completely saturate your thinking. You know, God is able to bring you to a place where you never have a need in your own life, but you're always able to meet the needs of others. He's able to do that. Uh, he's more than capable. But we just want that to happen, you know, after a quick 20-second decree or prayer. No, this is lifestyle, folks. See, favour is something that positions you and makes you, in terms of relationship, you're in that relationship. It's all yours. But, you know, think about it this way. A wealthy man has two sons. And one of those sons, a little bit like the prodigal son parable, but, I, but I'm not going there. I'm just trying to say two sons. One who is very conscientious, um, you know, diligent about his business. He's in the family business with his father. And he, he takes full responsibility as as an heir, as a as a an heir in the business, and as somebody who's sharing the enterprise with his father. And the other guy is just a playboy, he doesn't care, he's not interested. He may have talent, but he's not interested, he just wants to spend money, have a good time, you know, have uh, fast cars and live a racy lifestyle. Now the thing is both have entitlement, both are heirs, they're joint heirs. But the one who, if you like, puts his nose to the grindstone, the one who understands I've got responsibilities here, I've got rights, yes. Now, the playboy son, all he cares about is, well, I've got the right to this money. But the one who's industrious, diligent, disciplined, and that's the key to this. We're talking here about discipline. So what we're really saying here is, is that favour, you can be positioned and have the relationship of favour, you can be an heir and a joint heir, but are you living the life that you need to live, the disciplined life, so that you become functionally efficient, functionally effective? 
And so, yeah, the grace of the Lord Jesus, the favour of Jesus has made us rich. But this one here in 2 Corinthians uh, 9 verse 8, God is able to make all favour to abound towards you. What that means is, is that that favour is manifesting in your life because you are cooperating with it. Paul's speaking here about people who are, who are ministering uh, seed or giving to the work of the Lord. In other words, they're stewards. So I, I'm trying to say to you that favour is something that, yes, is an unmerited gift to you, it belongs to you, but you have to steward that relationship that you have, that favour relationship, that grace relationship, so that it becomes manifest and effective in this life on this earth. So favour is exciting. Uh, the favour that makes you rich is exciting, but you have to work it into your life. You have to allow God to work that favour in you, through you, and make you effective as a man or woman of grace or favour. Uh, and therefore, uh, that's the way to be wealthy. But it's not just wealth in terms of money, it's wealth in terms of, I think wealth, really, a lot of wealth is, your wealth is your effectiveness. Okay? The value that you bring to things. And, and any value that you bring to things is value that has been worked into you by meditating the Word, by spending time with God, by developing integrity and character in your life. Um, it's not just, well, I'm, you know, I, I confess I'm rich and where's my Porsche, Lord? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Uh, and it ought not work like that. And that would be the ruin of, of you if it did work like that. So we're talking here about allowing that grace to be uh, worked into you uh, and, and you marinate, marinate in it, sorry, you marinate in it. You allow it to soak into you, not just to make you wealthy, but to build character in you. See, there are all kinds of graces. There are all, there's the grace to do things. There's the grace to, to minister. There's the grace to build businesses. There's the grace to be a good parent. The grace to uh, be effective in your job. God wants to lavish his grace upon us, but we have to be receptacles of that in that we are vessels of grace. We're vessels of the favour of God. We understand our role is to allow it to manifest through us rather than just see what stuff we can get and run off and have a good time, like the prodigal. Now, I'm going to leave those things with you. Two aspects of favour that you need to know. It's not just, well, Jesus made me rich, where's mine? It's this business of God allowing, or you allowing, sorry, the Lord, that right in you to work his favour into your life. And, of course, that means that you submit to processes. This is not something that, well, I'm a Christian, um, you know, thank you, Lord, where's my, where's my million pounds, where's my million dollars, whatever. No, 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 no. You have to allow the process because you have to steward wealth. And stewarding wealth, and not just physical, financial, gold, silver, money, wealth, but that Jesus says, you know, if you're not able to handle money, how are you going to handle the true riches? So, so there are riches beyond just finances and, you know, gold and jewels and so on. 
And we have to know how to steward these things in our hearts, steward them in our lives and be effective. So that by the time the manifestation of great riches has worked its way into your life um, and, and you are at that place, you're, the Abrahamic blessing is clearly manifest in your life, you have the maturity, the character, the integrity, the relationship with God that can host that and steward that. So it's as simple as that. Uh, it's very simple, it's not always easy, but we have to be people who allow the favour of God to completely engulf us, but also change us, transform us. Grace will transform you, favour will transform you, um, if you'll allow it to work its way into your life and work its way into your inner man, uh, exciting things. So the Lord bless you, till next time. Amen.